not so long ago. It was probably 10 years ago. Fuck. Uh, I used to do a shit ton of open mics here in Grand Rapids, in the Grand Rapido, Michigan. One of the biggest and uh, definitely the longest running open mic in this town is called the Sunday Night Funnies. My buddy Brian B. started it years ago. It started off at a restaurant in Douglas, Michigan, and then it moved to a hotel in uh, Grand Rapids, and it's bounced around. And right now it's at a bowling alley in Wyoming, Michigan. And all of the um, all the venues have been pretty good. I mean, other than the restaurant, I remember I was the first first dude, one of the one of the first guys to perform on that show. And I remember the weather was just shit, shit. And uh, I was with the girl that I was dating. I can't even say I was dating. I think I had been on like two or three dates with her. <laughs> and she agreed to go with me. And we drove down there. And it was it was just awful. There was like nobody in the crowd. Restaurants just really aren't good places to perform. Unless uh, there's like a side room specifically designed for it. But um I digress. Well, that restaurant ended up burning down. They all do. I'm going to tell you, everybody, uh, and I mean this with 100% truth. If a restaurant burns down, it's arson. <laughs> I'm just telling you. The, the owner got in over his head. He's got a gambling addiction. Uh, he's into drugs. Uh, too many chicks. I don't. He's trying to get out of the biz, and he just sets it ablaze. It's. I 100% know it. I 100% believe it. If a restaurant burns down, it was arson. It may not be proven as arson, but it was arson. <laughs> but uh, when it ended up over at, at the second place, over at the uh, Radisson Hotel, the ho the. The chain and the name of the hotel's changed over the years. I'm not even really sure what it currently is. But um, the Sunday Night Funnies could not have been a better open mic. It, for whatever reason, the magic was there. The chemistry was there. Uh, Brian did a great job because it was in a hotel. He actually was able to give open micers hotel rooms. So if people came from out of town... Like, I don't know what his definition of out of town was. Like, if you're more than an hour away, if you're three hours away, whatever. He was able to give open micers a hotel room, which is insane. Because there are paid shows where you don't get a hotel room. So now, admittedly, you're performing for free. You're not getting paid. It's an open mic for those who are new to the comedy world, the comedy biz. Open mics are where new guys go to work out their act, try to figure out who they fucking are, and old guys use open mics to work on new material. And that's what it was. And this little, the, the uh, it was just the bar area. It would just get packed. I mean, there would literally would be like, I, I don't know how many people fit in that room, 100? 
And again, for anybody who knows anything about comedy, that is fucking amazing. And everybody was there for comedy. They weren't there. I mean, there were, we struggled in the beginning. And I say we because I was there really supportive of it. I mean, it was always Brian's baby. He has always hosted it. There has only been one time where he did not host, and that host was yours truly. Because uh, Brian had a cancer scare, and he just wasn't feeling well. And I guess, it, if I remember correctly, it was like the day of. He's like, man, I just can't fucking do it. Can you host? And I was like, yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, he did a real bang-up job, really good job with it. And uh, we, we had to fight people at first because there were a lot of people who were there for karaoke. Like, they did karaoke after the show. And these fucking cocksuckers would just create a problem. Like, they just wanted to show to the end so they could do fucking, their, sing their shitty fucking songs. And they were just dicks. I, I just remember times where we had to deal with these fucks. Like, yeah, karaoke's coming, bitches. Karaoke's at fucking uh, 930 or whatever the fuck. Just goddamn relax, you fucking idiots. We're not going to boo you when you sing your shitty fucking song. You, you sing your goddamn Katy Perry or whatever the fuck. Relax, bitch. <laughs> but uh, we got things straightened out. And so, like, legitimately, there would be, like, 100-plus people standing room only. I mean, there were sometimes they were turning people away. There just weren't seats. There was just nowhere for anyone to be. So... It, just over the course of time, it became established that the comedians would sit in the back corner, right? Comedians always sit in the back. We're just in the dark. We're just keeping to ourselves. We're just kind of watching the show. We're, we're communicating with each other. We're talking to each other. We're ripping on each other. It, it, I, there's more times that I remember just shooting the shit with other guys than actually performing, right? And so, you know, there would be 10, 15 comics. There just there would be comics who weren't even on the lineup who would show. Like, I legitimately went, like, every Sunday just because the fuck else am I doing, right? So I would just go. And um, it was weird. I mean, we were never exclusive. As comedians, comedians, for the most part, are not exclusive. Like, all right, you're a comedian. You've been on stage. You can kind of come over here. You can sit with us, whatever. I mean, and it was just, it was good for Brian, too. Because then, you know, he would always be, like, oh, looking for the next comedian. He'd, he'd tell the first comedian, like, okay, you're first. And then when that guy's on stage, then he could find the second guy easy enough. And he'd be like, okay, you're second. A good portion of the time, this is one thing that Brian did. I cannot remember if he still does this or not. He wouldn't tell you the order, he wouldn't tell you if you were first, second, whatever. And I understand his rationale. I just never agreed with it. It was to keep you in the room, right? Like, uh, you know, if you would call your name and you weren't in the room, you're in the bathroom, you're out on a smoke break, whatever, like, he would just skip you and you would lose your spot or whatever. I'm like, fuck, don't do that, man. Just tell people, you're first, you're second, you're third, you're whatever, you're eighth, and there you fuck. I mean, that's how I ran my open mics, because then, I, you know, people would know. They'd be like, okay, uh, I'm two guys from now. I should go take a shit now. I should go fucking take a smoke now. I should go fucking 
call my parole officer now, whatever, right? It just made more sense in my brain to do it that way. But again, we were never terribly exclusive, right? People would just kind of come over, sit in the corner, whatever. But there was um, there was one guy who uh, who kind of came became notorious, and you know, notor- You don't ever want to be notorious. Notorious means that you're well known, but for not good reasons, all right? And this guy became known for saying the N word. He, he was a white guy. I would like to tell you that right off the bat, everybody. He was a white guy, and he would use the N-word. I only saw him perform, I think, twice, maybe three times, but I know twice. He did once at the Sunday Night Funnies, and he did once at the Comedy Club Dr. Grins for their open mic. And both times he said the N-word. And he said it in such a way that it was just not funny. And I'm going to say this uh, to everybody listening. Uh, if you're a comedian, never say the N-word. I don't care if you're white, black, whatever. Never say the N-word. Don't. It's not good. I don't I don't like black guys saying it. It's just whatever. It's Is it me? Yeah, absolutely. I just don't fucking like it, right? So this guy's telling a joke, and the joke's just not even funny, right? Because he's just saying the N-word, and he's just kind of like casually saying it. And there really is no reason for him to say it either, right? It's just... He might as well just be saying like I took a shit or whatever. Like yeah, you don't you know you don't really need to say that, but okay, whatever. Um, and so this uh, he became known as the N word comic. <laughs> and uh, there's this guy in in he was in Grand Rapids at the time. His name was Josh, and Josh was one of these guys who was uh, he was funny enough, dude. He was a very nice dude. The problem with Josh is that he was always trying to play, like, peacekeeper. He always wanted everybody to like him, and he wanted everybody to get along. And uh, Me, personally, I'm like, fuck that shit. If someone's an asshole, and someone's an asshole, right? I had zero interest ever in talking to this, this N-word guy. Fuck him, fuck his mother, right? Zero interest, right? Why, why do I want to talk to this guy? But Josh has somehow befriended this character for whatever fucking reason. I think Josh always kind of took it upon himself to kind of befriend the the outliers, the outcasts, the fucking weirdos, the loners, the shit fucks. There's, nothing ever good comes from that, everybody. I'm going to tell you that. I feel bad for those guys. But trust me, nothing, nothing good comes from befriending these motherfuckers. So Josh, one night, Josh is is there, and he's got this fucking douchebag with him, and they kind of come wandering over. It's not a big deal. We, It was never like, hey, man, you can't sit back here, right? I mean, any anyone, even if you weren't a comic, if you wanted to come sit back there, you, you could have. Not a big deal. So we come, we come back. We're all just sitting, talking. We're all just hanging out. And then this dude just goes... Man, I never came back here because you guys are all, you're fucking, you're pretty exclusive and you keep people out. And when he was saying that shit, I lost my shit, everybody. I lost my shit. And I was like, he was across the table from me and I just started yelling at this guy. And I was like, listen, motherfucker, you're the dude who says who says racist jokes and says the n word 
while you're on stage. Why the fuck would any of us want to fucking be associated with you? This is like who the fuck you are. This is how you present yourself. You think it's fucking funny. And I'm, I'm fucking yelling this at his face. I'm spittle, I'm sure, is coming out of my mouth and hitting him in the eye. And it was getting to the point where I just wanted to fucking punch him because he's throwing accusations around of, you know, we're being exclusive or whatever. And I'm like, no, we're not exclusive. You're a fucking asshole. And why the fuck would we want to have anything to fucking do with you, you dumb fucking fuck? And if I remember correctly, Josh ended up moving him away. I don't think he left on his own. Maybe he did. But I think Josh kind of removed this guy from the situation. And at the time, my buddy Casey Stoddard was sitting next to me. And Casey Casey was like, I, I got scared. And I thought you were going to fight him. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man. Uh, if he wanted to go, I would have fucking gone. i like, let's fucking do this, you piece of shit. I mean, and a lot of it, not only was the fact that I didn't like the fact that he used the N-word on stage. He just wasn't fucking funny. Fuck me. If you're going to do something like that, and I've said this, and I 100% believe it, you can joke about whatever the fuck you want. So if you want to fucking use the N-word in your fucking joke, you better make sure that joke is funny. And more than likely, it's not. It's funny to you and your racist buddies, but anybody else coming to hear fucking real jokes is going to be like, God, what the fuck's wrong with this cocksucker? And that's what it was. It was like, what's the wrong with the fucking cocksucker? Because he wasn't fucking funny. And you know what? Never saw that fucker again. Never saw that fucker again. And uh, I'm okay with it. The whole scene is, is better off for it. And so much of it has to do with the fact of like these assholes show up. And they all think they're the shit. They all think they're going to be the next whatever. Whatever they envision in their brain. And they're always wrong because they're dicks and they're cocksuckers. And fuck them. Fuck them. And they always go away. I tell everybody, shit disappears. These fucking assholes will disappear. And so much of it has to do with the fact that nobody fucking likes them. And they're never funny. These fucking cocksuckers are never fucking funny. They just aren't fucking funny. But, uh, but hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It is me. Oh, boy. Stu. McAllister with me as always are the dogs. I got Wee Dog on uh, the back of the couch. Sadie Dog went upstairs. Uh, I see Larry Cat on the uh, cat tower out on the porch. I don't know where Cow Cat is, but uh, you guys are caught up. You guys are caught up. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, my name is Stu McAllister. I was a comedian for a very long time. I was a social worker for a very long time. And now uh, I'm just making lots of mistakes. That's what I'm doing. Making lots, lots and lots and lots of mistakes. But uh, but how was your day, everybody? How was your day? Was it a good day? Was it a good day? I hope it was a good day. Because today, why? Because today is 
It's August 11th, 2020. Dose a good old Thursday. A Thursday, everybody. Thursday's a good day. A lot of people kind of treat Thursday as the beginning of the weekend. Oh, hey, there's Sadie Dog. Maybe she, I guess she wasn't upstairs. She was down here by my feet. Didn't even see her. Thought she went upstairs. Where are you going, old lady? Huh? She's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Uh, a lot of people treat it as the beginning of the weekend. Maybe they got a Friday off, three-day weekend, so Thursday night, whatever. There you go. But I hope you had a good day. If you didn't have a good day, go get drunk, watch some TV, go to bed, whatever. Tomorrow's Friday. Make make Friday your bitch. Make it your bitch. That's what you need to do. Make it your bitch. Tomorrow I got a doctor's appointment. I'm going to go see the doctor. See what she has to tell me, just a kind of like a regular checkup kind of thing. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Hopefully, I'm all right. I feel pretty good. I actually just got uh, some booster shots. Everybody got my flu shot, and then I got another COVID booster shot. Why did I get a COVID booster shot? Well, because like a month or so ago, I was at a comedy show, and everybody at the table I was sitting at seemingly got COVID. <laughs> Now, I felt like shit, and the test kept coming back negative for COVID, but I probably had it. Ugh. So I just got another booster shot, everybody. Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? So, uh, I, I, you know, I feel good. My arm's a little sore, uh, but you, you, you move on. So I would encourage you all to get your flu shot, get another booster shot. Why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Safety first, everybody. Safety first. Uh, today at work, for those who are new, I drive Dippin' Dot Ice Cream for a living, drive all over the great state of Michigan. Look at your right hand. So look at your right hand, and uh, that's the state of Michigan, and I drive all over that bitch. Today I had to go to the Flint area. Oh, my God, Flint. Uh, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, Flint's coming back. No, no, it's not. Oh, my God, Detroit's coming back. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's all shit. <laughs> um, so I got, I got into work. I, I went into work at 7. You can't, I, I always kind of like to go in earlier if I can. If I can get, start the day at 6, I like that. But you can't really because there are too many places uh, on this uh, route that don't don't open until 11. There are three places that sell bubble tea. Do I know what the fuck bubble tea is? No, I don't. It sounds gross. I don't like tea. Why do I want weird fucking bubbles in it? I don't like it. And then there's also a candy shop too. So you got to go in a little later. Uh, to kind of try and uh, make things better. So I'm, you know, going about my day. Things are going okay. No problems. I do have to drop off a, a freezer at the University of Michigan, Flint. Who knew the University of Michigan had a satellite ca campus in Flint, but they do. So I was going to go there. The problem, oh, everybody, here's the problem, everybody. Uh, apparently overnight there were a lot of problems with the vans and the freezers and things weren't working correctly. I don't fucking know, everybody. I don't know. I get in there, my boss is all acting like a fucking lunatic. He's like, oh, these freezers weren't working, whatever this, that, whatever. I'm like, all right, man, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I deliver Dippin' Dots. I don't know anything about freezers, the electricity, jerry-rigging these things because our freezers are minus 40 degrees. Your freezer at home is not minus 40 degrees. So I'm like, all right. And he's like, all right, I put, I put in two freezers in there, whatever. I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going about my day. So I get to one place, and oh, fuck, they fucked up the freezer. Somehow they janked 
the, the core, the prongs, the three prongs, they janked it where it was like almost 45 degrees from the, the outlet. So the grounding, the third piece, the grounding prong was broken off and the other two pieces were bent like almost in half. I'm like, fuck. So the freezer was fucked. So I got two freezers in my van, the, the small freezers. So I'm like, okay, I'll just give you one of those. But guess what, everybody? There were no fucking dividers in it. My boss gave me a freezer with no fucking dividers. Ah, shit. So I had to use the one that I was going to give to the University of Michigan Flint. Because I'm like, you got to take care of a person who's already your customer, not someone who possibly will be your customer. I'm like, ah, fuck. And it was this big, huge cube freezer. I know none of you give a shit, but it's this cube freezer. And it's heavy as fuck. Pain in the ass. So I trade it out, and then you're going on about my day. I got to stop at this place called Kettering University. They got more than one university in fucking Flint. Who knew? So I go there. I've been there before. I know where it is. I'm like going, all right, is, is school even starting? But when I got there, there were plenty of fucking kids. I didn't realize that college already started, but apparently at Kettering it did. And uh, I get to the freezer. And, hey, everybody, guess what? Uh, apparently, at some point, they had a meltdown because all the Dippin' Dots was frozen solid. And everybody likes Dippin' Dots because of the dots, not because it's a fucking bar. So I asked the guy working. I'm like, hey, man, this shit's all gone to shit. I don't know. What do you want to do with it? Uh, I can't make a decision. You're going to have to talk to Mike. All right. Uh, I'm going to tell everybody, I always deal with fucking idiots and morons and peons. Nobody can ever make a fucking decision. You're going to have to go to that building over there. Okay. Go in the basement. That's where the, the that's where the fucking cafeteria is. Okay. This place is locked down, everybody. I cannot get in. You need a, a fob key to get in. Apparently, every college student has a fucking fob key. It seems a little... Uh, extreme but i don't know, i guess they're terribly afraid of terrorists or sh fucking school shooters at kettering university so i can't get in and i see this college guy coming up and i'm like hey man can you let me in and he's like uh they tell us not to let anybody in and i said dude look at me i'm the dipping dots dude i got the dipping dot hat on i got the dipping dot polo on i'm fucking carrying a tablet uh, do you see any fucking guns on me? No, you fucking dick. Listen, asshole, I don't want to go into this fucking building, but I have to. Let me the fuck in. So he let me in because I was raging on him. <laughs> I scared this young man. <laughs> so he lets me in. I go downstairs. I find the cafeteria. I find this Mike dude, and he, and this, he had his assistant with him. And I'm telling him, like, yeah, your freezer, it had a meltdown, all the product's garbage, what do you want me to do? And uh, he's like, can you take it? Do you want, he, well, actually, he asked his assistant, like, do you want to keep selling Dippin' Dots? And she was like, sure. And then I said, uh, okay, I mean, if you, if you don't, I can take it. If you want product, I can give it to you. I'm just trying to figure out. So he overruled her, and he was like, take it. And I'm like, okay. So, and it also was another big fucking cube thing. And I'm going to tell you, everybody, this thing was frozen fucking solid. There was like an inch of frozen ice in the bottom of it. When I got back to the warehouse, two plus hours later after I picked it up, I had, it was not plugged in. 
it still was frozen fucking solid. I couldn't get the goddamn dividers out. It was crazy. No one ever fucking seems to know shit about shit. Nobody ever checks the product. Oh, it's crazy. So my boss is losing his mind because we keep losing accounts left and right. I don't know what it's going to be like over the winter. We keep losing accounts. I'm like, well, find more fucking accounts. Maybe the sales manager is supposed to do his fucking job and find new goddamn accounts. Every fucking year we lose places and every fucking year we gain places. This is just how it fucking works. We're, we're at a place. We're destroying at a place. But a new manager takes over and the new manager has got small dick energy and has got to piss over everything. I don't want to sell Dippin' Dots because I didn't want to fucking have Dippin' Dots. I didn't bring Dippin' Dots in here. We're not going to have Dippin' Dots. Even though they made a lot of money off of Dippin' Dots. I'm like, the boss gets w- fucking crazy over weird shit. He just, he, first off, he needs to know when to say no to customers because he bends over backwards for so many of these fucking idiots. And I'm like, stop doing it. You're stressing yourself out. But then he's like, go to that haunted house. There's a haunted house in Flint that clearly we're not selling to right now because it's August 11th, right? Haunted house seemingly run maybe late September through early November tops. There's a very short season. But he's like, go there. They owe us some money. Get the freezer if you can. I'm like, all right. I don't think anybody will be there, but I'll go. But guess what, everybody? There, People were there. They're already fucking getting ready for fucking uh, October. So I go up to one lady, the one lady I see in the park. I'm like, hey, uh, I'm here to pick up the freezer. Do you know where it is? I'm just a worker. I'm telling you, everybody. Everyone I talk to is dumb as shit. Fucking nobody can make a fucking decision. I'm like, okay, is there someone here who can make a decision? Well, let me go find such and such. Okay. She leaves. She comes back. There's another woman here. And she comes up to me. And she's one of these women who I guess you would describe as goth. Everything is all black. Black lipstick. These eyebrows just fucking sharpied on. Uh, she's probably would be attractive in a kind of way. But as, as a middle-aged man, I'm like going, fuck, what the fuck's wrong with you? What trauma happened in your life that you decided to look like this? Fuck. So she's like, yeah, my name's fucking Wanda, and uh, I run concessions. I'm like, all right, I'm just here to pick up the freezer. Yeah, I can't make that decision. And I told her, I said, well, you don't need to make a decision. You just need to show me the freezer, and I'll take it. Because I told her, I said, you don't own the freezer. The freezer is ours. And you haven't paid your bill? Give me the fucking freezer. Well, I can't. My name's Wanda, and I can't make that decision. You're going to have to call Eric. All right, what the fuck's Eric's phone number? His number is uh, uh, 616. I'm an asshole. I'm like, all right, that sounds appropriate. So I call. It goes to voicemail. And guess what, everybody? It's full as fuck. So you can't leave a voicemail. So I'm like, all right. So Wanda disappears as I'm calling this guy. The first chick I was talking to was also gone. And I'm like, I'm not going to wander in this fucking haunted house. It's this old abandoned building in Flint. You don't want to walk around in an old abandoned building in Flint. There's pro- there's all this haunted house shit. And then there's probably like homeless dudes doing meth in there as well, too. I'm like, fuck this shit. I'm not going to be a casualty of your fucking haunted house. I'm going to come back here and burn it down first. Fuck you and fuck your mom. So I go to leave. 
And then, hey, here's a dude walking up. And I'm thinking, all right, maybe this is Eric. I don't fucking know. I was like, hey, man, I'm the Dibbin' Dot dude. I'm just here to pick up the freezer. Do you know where it is? I'm just the worker. Jesus, fuck you, Christ. Hey, man, if you see Eric, can you tell him I'm going to be back tomorrow because I'm going to go back tomorrow to drop off the freezer at Flint, uh, Michigan. Tell him that I will be there. He can just leave it outside and I'll pick it up. All right, I'll let him know. He ain't going to let him know, everybody. He ain't going to let him know. Nobody. It probably was Eric. <laughs> it probably was fucking Eric. God damn. We'll see what happens, everybody. I'll tell you all about it on the Patreon. What's the Patreon, Stu? Well, the Patreon is a paywall where people pay money for whatever. It's kind of like OnlyFans, but with a lot less nudity. <laughs> so it could be a podcast. It can be YouTube videos. It could be whatever, I guess. And you just pay a certain amount of money and you get extra content. So the Patreon for me is uh, just more podcasting. I podcast pretty much every, uh, uh, every other day of the week. Freebies are Mondays and Thursdays. And I try to Patreon every other day of the week. So you get a whole lot of podcasting, everybody, for just five bucks a month. And I would make it cheaper if I could, but uh, but I can't. I think five bucks is the cheapest uh, Patreon will let me. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if you can and, uh, get Patreon for less. Because trust me, everybody, if I can do it for a dollar, I'd do it for a dollar. If I can get like a hundred people to do it for a dollar, I'd make more money than what I am now, I think. No, I'm lying. Well, no, I'm not. Whatever. I don't know. Math. <laughs> Math. It sucks. Uh, all right. Uh, I don't, I didn't really want to talk about this, but I feel like I need to talk about this because there's some, some crossover listeners. There are a lot of people who listen to this podcast who also listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. And that's, um, that's fantastic. You know, I'm, I've done some work with Eric. I tried to be his co-host on his morning show when he had it. Uh, didn't work out. I, I have no beef with Eric. Uh, I like Eric. And there you go. Uh, but he had a falling out with a lot of his listeners, which I, I find that to be sad and a bummer. But I've got, I got nothing to do with it, you know. I got nothing to do with any of that shit. But So there's been a falling out and a good... Good portion of the Zaniacs have been like, fuck Eric and fuck this and whatever. I'm like, hey man, you know, whatever. I, I've said this. Uh, if you don't like something, then yeah, just stop. Like if you decided that you just don't like this podcast anymore, I'm 100% okay with you not listening anymore. It is okay. I am okay with that. But apparently it's gotten to the point where ex-listeners or whatever have uh, mailed shit to his house. <laughs> like old merch they purchased from him. They're they're mailing it back to him or whatever. And it's, I don't know, it's just kind of, it's just kind of weird and it's just kind of creepy. And I don't even know if any of you are the ones who did it. I don't know who the fuck did it. Uh, but please, you don't need to do any of that shit. You just need to, if you don't like Eric's show anymore, just don't listen anymore. If you have his merch and uh, you don't want it anymore, just throw it away uh, or give it to Goodwill or whatever, right? I'm sure they'll fucking take it. I'm sure somebody will fucking come by it. 
Like, uh, long-time listeners will know that my favorite podcast for a long time was the Dan Levitard Show. I really enjoyed the Dan Levitard Show for a very long period of time. But then it just took kind of like a weird turn. And um, I just kind of like lost interest in it. And uh, so I don't listen. I can't, I can't remember the last time I listened to the Dan Levitard podcast. I have, I bought one of their shirts. But you know what? I'm not going to mail the shirt back to Dan Levitard and be like, fuck you and fuck your mom or whatever, right? There's, there's no fucking reason to do that. So now I'm probably, people are going to start mailing me uh, elemental podcast merch back the stickers and shirts and everything that I've given out. <laughs> that would, that would I, I personally would find it funny. I'm like, if anybody wants to come my, come to my house and try to intimidate me or threaten me in any kind of capacity, please, please come and let's work things out. <laughs> My situation is completely different than Eric's. I will probably handle things differently than Eric. <laughs> uh, God, there you go. Whatever. So don't do it. I was, leave Eric alone. I'm not even going to tell you to leave Eric alone. I'm going to tell you to stop being a weirdo, I guess. Again, I don't know who it is. I don't even know if they listen to this podcast. I just find the whole thing absurd. So there we go. All right? Fair enough. Fair the fuck enough. All right. What is, uh, what's, oh, God. I'm going to tell, I need to tell you guys this. I forgot this. When I got back to the warehouse, I have to work. The old man, my old, the old man coworker of mine, he's there fucking around. He, he just, he lives to putz around. That's what he does. He's always just kind of putzing around. He, I, I'm working, and he's talking to me. And I'm okay with talking while you're working, but he doesn't believe in that. He can only do one thing at a time. It's like either he can work or he can talk, and he believes in talking more than working. He's one of these, like, little kids. Like, I'm the dad, and I have to tell him, hey, go do this for me. And then he'll go do it, and he'll do it very slowly. It's kind of like the thing of, like, you give a kid a very simple chore that you know that you can do better and quicker than them, but you like you need to have them do something. That's what's going on, right? But we get everything done and said, but then um, it's getting to the point where there will be a code brown in my pants. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man, I got to get out of the way. I got to use the bathroom. And I go use the bathroom. And I uh, I destroy the, the, the bathroom. I, uh, I'm cracking porcelain, right? It's a double flusher. <laughs> and then uh, uh, I had some Jimmy John's. I think it was that. I think it was Jimmy John's. I was just hungry for whatever reason. I'm like, I'm going to stop and get Jimmy John's. I, I couldn't remember the last time I had Jimmy John's. but So I'm like, hey, man. You are not going to want to go in there for a while. Let that fucking mellow for a bit or two all right and then but then he like i think he's got short-term memory because literally five minutes later he went in there <laughs> i was like all right i was giving you a heads up man i was trying to do courtesy you should always do courtesy right always do courtesy 
All right, I got a bunch of articles. What the fuck do I want to talk about? Do I talk about that? No. I'm going to talk about this. This happened over near Detroit. Pontiac? Was it Pontiac? Oakland County? Rochester Hills? Okay, over that way. All right. Having it Meyer. Meyer is the, uh, the, the, the big Walmart type store in Michigan and a good portion of the Midwest, right? You get it, you get your grocery shopping, buy some motor oil, buy some underwear and a candy bar on your way out, right? You, you get everything. You do everything there. There's usually like a subway there, a bank, you know, all this shit. I think, I don't think Meyer though, I don't think Meyer has ever had like an automotive section, like where you could go and get like an oil change or tire rotated. I don't think they've ever done that. But pretty much almost everything else you can get at Meyer, right? But Meyer, like all stores now, has the self-checkout lane. And uh, I can't lie to everybody. I just go to the self-checkout lane. I just feel like I get through quicker. And I think I get through quicker only because there's usually only like two people working the register at Meyer, And so I'm going through it. You know, and there'll be like three or four people and whatever. So it's just easier for me to go to the self-checkout. So I go to self-checkout, whatever this, you know, there's 10, 10 scanners. You do what you do, you get the fuck out. And I always just shop for me, so I never have like a shit ton of shit, right? It just, that's just how it is. But apparently this mire, and this is where I got to call bullshit. At this mire, this woman was there, and she was going through the self-checkout. She had two young girls. She was a 32-year-old woman. She had two girls with her. She's going through the self-checkout. And the late, there's always a person in the self-checkout corral or whatever who's there to help with, like, my coupon didn't go through. I'm buying booze, and you need to check my license. I, this thing won't scan. So there always needs to be at least one, if not two, people there, right? And so the lady working, this 55-year-old lady who was working there, was like, hey, ma'am. You can't use the self-checkout scanner. You have too many items. Now, this is where I call bullshit uh, on the Meyer lady. Because these new self-checkout scanners aren't that way anymore. It used to be like 12 items or less or 10 items or less. But it isn't that fucking way anymore. In the Meyer that, uh, in all the Meyers I've shopped at, I've never seen a sign that says self-checkout. 10 items or less, 20 items or less. I have not seen it. I'm calling bullshit on this lady. Unless she's working at the only Meyer that has a sign like that, says that. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with the fact there's so many ship shoppers now. Those people who fucking do home delivery of groceries. I mean, they'll be doing like two or three fucking uh, deliveries at a time. They're shopping for all these people at the same time that they just have monster fucking orders. So I, I just don't believe it to be true. So the, the the lady, though, she goes, oh, well, I have two orders here, one for me and one for my daughter. Which I'm like, I wouldn't even justify anything to the Meyer worker. I'd be like, okay, I won't do it next time. I'm doing it now, though. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Fuck off. Go fuck yourself. Sorry that you work in Meyer. Eat shit. <laughs> right? That's what I would have said. So the lady who works there, the 55-year-old lady who works there, she uh, she's like, well, it's bathroom break. I'm on break. And she goes, she goes on break at about 6 p.m. 
on Monday, August 1st. So this is like 10 days ago. So she's in there taking shit like I did. It's a double flusher. She's going to warn all her co-workers to not go in there. But I'll also say this too, everybody. Uh... Employees of the rest of the grocery store don't need to use like the public restroom. I don't know why the fuck she was in there. I would go use the goddamn employee restroom. I mean, you might have to walk all the way back to the back of the store, but I, that's what I would fucking do. You're going to have way more fucking privacy. But whatever. I don't know. When, I, when I'm taking a dump, I don't need all sorts of people walking around the bathroom. But maybe this lady is like, I want people to hear my farts. <laughs> Oh, God, a lot of Coors Light last night. So she's in there taking a shit. <laughs> and she hears people talking in there. And then I get, I don't know what what's going on here, because it's weird to me. I'm like, all right, you hear people, you're sitting on the toilet, you're taking your dump. And you hear people talking. And you just hear people talking, but apparently, I don't know if she was done taking a dump or what, but she said she she looked through the opening in the stall to see what was happening, and while she was doing it, the person outside kicked in the door and it hit her in the face. I mean, like, wow, did he not lock the door? Like, I don't know, unless this person fucking did a goddamn Chuck Norris or some shit. I'd like to think the lock would work, but apparently not, so it hit her in the face. So the lady, the worker composed herself and she looked out and the lady who kicked kicked the door and was gone. But it was the fucking lady that she confronted. And so this lady bought her groceries and then, I don't know, followed that, that chick into the fucking bathroom to start some shit? Like what? The suspect waited and confronted the cashier because when the late when the cashier lady left the bathroom, the lady was outside waiting. She was standing there next to Sandy the pony, the penny pony lady, and uh, she grabbed her by the hair, threw her to the ground, and punched her many times. And this is while she had the two kids with her. A tuft of the cashier's hair was found lying on the ground where the assault had taken place. Jesus Christ. Bitches be crazy. The customer drove away and the cashier declined medical treatment at the store. About a week later, on August 9th, detectives requested the public's help in identifying the customer, and she has since been identified. She's been identified. Authorities say the Pontiac woman is not yet in custody, but the case is going to the prosecutors uh, as of today. As of today. What a dumb bitch. You won. You didn't need to fight this old fucking lady. What is the point? And you, you're you doing it in front of your two kids? I'm assuming they're your kids. I don't know. You're 32. I don't know. Maybe you had a fucking kid at 16. And then your kid had a kid at 16. I don't fucking know. Jesus Christ. What, what kind of fucking uh, example are you setting for your kids? Hey, listen, kids. This is how you be a dumb bitch. This is how you throw down with an unsuspecting person in a fucking mire. This is how you fucking uh, become a laughing stock because you're a fucking dumb bitch. All right, let's do this. First off, you need to get yourself some brass knuckles. Second off, steel-toed shoes for when you kick in that fucking bathroom stall door. 
You want to grab the hair and rip some of it out. You want to leave DNA all over the place. It may not be yours, but it's somebody's. And then you want to do it in a place where there's going to be fucking cameras every fucking where. Every fucking where. Please remember, everybody. Please remember. Cameras are everywhere. I don't care where you are. You can be in your own bathroom, in your own house. There's a camera in there somewhere. Someone came in, your significant other, the cable guy, uh, the plumber. I don't know, the plumber had a camera in the toilet to get fucking uh, poop shots. Go to poopshot.com. You'll see your ass up there taking dumps. <laughs> fucking idiot. There's cameras everywhere. All right. Um, all right, one more. All right, I'm gonna. This will be the last one. It's it's a good story. This will go to fucking one person will hear this and be like, "Oh, thanks for letting me know, Stu." But uh, this Saturday, Saturday, from ten to one p.m. at Elger Heights Head Start, uh, seventeen community organizations will be participating with Great Start and providing giveaways. So if you got school-age kids, elementary kids, you can get a goodie bag uh, with free child development items. Parents in attendance at the Books, Blocks, and Balls balls event will be able to learn more about the importance of play and developmental screens for uh, children birth to five. Uh, participants will receive a goodie bag, which includes several free items such as puzzles and chalk to help with children development. Uh, Tamara Richardson, parent liaison with Great Star Collaborative of Kent County, told MLive, the Grand Rapids Press, that the initiative is part of Help Me Grow Kent County. Historically, only 50% of the families surveyed at our event knew what a development screening was. Our goal is to increase the knowledge and utilization of developmental screenings in our community, ensure that every child in Kent County has a great start to life. We promote literacy in everything that we do, and every child that attends the event receives at least one free book to add to their home library. The organization expects 200 bags will be given away. Included in the goodie, goodie bags are a large wooden puzzle, colored changing bowl, cup, spoon, and set, plastic keys and key ring, animal-shaped mirror, ball, stickers, play, scarf, shaker, egg, car, car, kid scissors, chalk, blocks, and string. So if you know anyone who's uh, got young kids and they live in the Kent County area, if they head on over to Elger, he Elger Heights Head Start at 256 Elger Street, which is not too far away from me, um, they can get themselves some free shit and uh, some information about how they can maybe help their kids out. So uh, you can always go to uh, successstartsearly.org as well for more information. So do that. You guys know I love to pass on information when I can. You get your free shit. Uh, you get a little smarter. Uh, you want kids to be smarter than yours truly. So there we go. So uh, all right, everybody, that's it. I am done. Thanks for listening to this bullshit. You didn't have to listen to this bullshit, but you did listen to this bullshit. So, hey, kudos to you. You got through it somehow. I don't know how you did it, but you fucking did it. 
Uh, you guys can do me a solid like the Facebook page, like the Twitter page. That would be great. If you could do the whole rate, review, subscribe, I know I've turned into that asshole. I've always said I don't want to be that asshole, but now, now I'm, I'm being that asshole. I apologize. Analytics, some shit like that, I don't fucking know. If you do it, great. If you don't do it, great. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Uh, I already talked about the Patreon. Feel free to subscribe to that if you want. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. It's just five bucks a month. And you don't have to do it on the first of the month. You can start anytime you fucking want. So patreon.com, search out Elemental Podcast. And then do those four things. Uh, Long-time listeners know, but if you're new, here they are. Bear, Boards, and Table. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. They got a Macari store. Mark, the owner, he makes a lot of very cool things out of wood. He's got like a bandsaw and he, he does some cool shit. He sent me a Snapchat today. He, he did some sort of like a board of the state of Pennsylvania. And uh, I was like, I didn't know if it was like a cutting board or something else. So I was like, oh, is that Scott from uh, PA? Is that Scott from Pennsylvania? Did he buy it from you? He's like, no. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, I thought it would have been. That would have been the coolest. But uh, if you want anything made out of wood, he can do it. Keychains, whatever. He made me a very cool uh, Michigan keychain. He made me a Buffalo Bills knickknack. So uh, go check him out on Facebook and Instagram and Macari Bear Boards and Tables. That's bear like a grizzly, bear boards and tables. Uh, then check out Matt Harper Art on TikTok and Instagram. Matt is a great artiste as well. He makes a lot of uh, paintings and drawings, and he has it for sale. But uh, you can also commission him to do some shit for you. So if you're interested, go check him out on Instagram and TikTok. Matt Harper Art. That's Matt with two T's. The extra T is for titties. I would, I would love it if he just started making merch. <laughs> it just says, Matt Harper Art, the extra T is for titties. <laughs> oh, fuck, that'd be the greatest. Uh, go check out the Sunday Slaw on Facebook. That is uh, Stephanie and Adam House, a married couple who uh, does a, a lot of shit together. And one of those things they like to do together is they like to eat coleslaw. So they eat coleslaw. They do a Facebook Live of themselves eating coleslaw. And they gave it the yay or the nay. That's over on Facebook this Sunday slaw. Go check them out. And last but not least, my boy, John Midgley. He is a badass motherfucker. He's got a page on Facebook for his magic stuff. It's uh, Magic JBM. You can see the magic stuff. You can see the drawings that he does as well of all the famous magicians that I have no fucking clue who they are. So uh, go check him out over there on Facebook, Magic JBM. So uh, recapping, Bear Boards and Table on Instagram and Facebook and Macari. Uh, Matt Harper Art on TikTok and Instagram, the Sunday Slaw on Facebook, and Magic JBM on Facebook as well. So that's it. I'm done. You guys are great. I love you. Thanks for listening. Uh, consider subscribing to the Patreon. If you do, I'll uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And if you don't, I'll talk to you on Monday when I do another freebie. So that's it. Spread the word. I love you. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Goodbye.